Hi, Dr. Brett Hill here. It's back to school time, and one thing us parents don't want is kids coming home complaining of sore feet. The flat, wide, and flexible shoes in the Vivo Barefoot Kids range is the perfect fit for your child's feet to grow up healthy and strong the way they're designed to. And the great news, the Wellness Couch listeners can get 30% off the Vivo Barefoot range until the 1st of February 2016. All you have to do is go to www.souldistribution.com.au forward slash the wellness couch. That's S-O-L-E distribution.com.au forward slash the wellness couch and enter the code the wellness couch. Vivo Barefoot, the original barefoot shoe since 2003. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Mums the Word listeners, a very exciting week here on our podcast. It is the first time I get to interview a dad. So yeah, very exciting and also a fellow podcaster. So Dr. Brett Hill is a co-host of two of Australia's top rated health podcasts. He's a public speaker, a paleo advocate, a fellow chiropractor, a barefoot runner and author of numerous books and eBooks. He regularly appears on TV, radio and in print and in his media appearances, seminars, coaching and consulting, he's inspired thousands of people over the last decade to live a long, healthy, happy life full of energy and vitality. In the process, Dr. Brett has been able to share his journey with his two gorgeous children, Tom and Charlotte, who've inspired him to take his message to the world in order to create a healthier environment for his family to thrive in. This episode is very exciting because uh, it's uh, falling in the same week that uh, Dr. Brett launches his um, his ebook, uh, Nutrition Without Nagging. So it's, it's a great topic for you all, um, something that if you're not already dealing with getting kids to eat healthy foods, you will be if you've either got a baby in the belly or one who's just been born. So it's, uh, yeah, it's super relevant. Um, he's basically got so many websites and articles and videos and he's done so many media appearances and books and he's inspired people all over the world to make drastic changes for the better in their life and in their health. I'm very excited to have him on and it's a great episode, so enjoy. Well, this is very exciting for me uh, to introduce you all to a huge inspiration for me in the parenting world and the wellness world uh, and also in the podcasting world. So I'm very excited to introduce you, Brett. I've told the listeners a little bit about you, but please, Dr. Brett Hill, tell tell everyone about you um, that doesn't know you yet. Oh, well, first of all, thanks for the introduction. That is, actually, you just said I was an inspiration as a parent and that actually, I got a bit emotional about that. That's a, that's a, such a nice thing for someone to say about you. Um, I love that. Thank you. Um, anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get sidetracked. I'm, I'm totally get... fine if you get emotional. This is one of those podcasts that's real <laughs> that's and raw so and authentic. Am... So go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously a dad. Um, I'm a chiropractor. Uh, I'm a podcaster and an author. So I'm just really passionate about sharing health and wellness information with people. Um, you know, I think, you know, I've gone on my own journey through my, my own sort of health and wellness venture um, from, you know, being not a, not a really, un, you know, not a horribly sick kid, but just an unwell kid. You know, I was always getting coughs and colds. I was, you know, I wasn't very healthy. You know, I wasn't very vibrant. I had asthma. I had trouble sleeping. I had, you know, all sorts of just lots of little things that just indicated I was never functioning that well. And I was really low on confidence. And I think that all sort of tied and linked in together. And so, 
through largely through chiropractic, I was able to go on a journey with that where, you know, as I decided that I wanted to be a chiropractor, I learned more about chiropractic and chiropractic philosophy. Then I, I started to learn more about my body and particularly about the way my body is designed to work when it's working well, not just about disease and what happens when your body's going wrong. Um, and so I learned a whole bunch of information. You know, I started going to chiropractic seminars and heard this amazing information once again, not just about chiropractic, but about diet, about exercise, about mindset. And I sort of got to the stage where I realized that this information was wonderful and it was so cool to be in a room sharing it with people. But, but I realized that when I was walking out the door away from that seminar that you, know, you looked around you on the streets and realized that kind of no one else was getting that information. No one else was hearing that message and that was really sad. And so I sort of I decided that that was going to be to take that information and try and make it really easy and accessible for people and package it in a way that people could actually make change in their own health and in their own life. And obviously, when my kids came along, then that became a real passion for me in particular was looking at parenting and, and you know how I could create the absolute best environment for these two beautiful little children that had been entrusted into my care. And, and you know, that obviously led me to a whole other journey of discovery. And, and it's been a really, you know, interesting journey. Um, but then, you know, obviously just increasing the passion then of being able to share a message about how to get kids healthy and how to, how to raise kids and, and be a great parent to your kids is something that I'm just super passionate about. And I think I was just saying to you before, it's, it's as this sort of new book has started to come live and people have started interviewing me about it, it's almost like the more I talk about it, the more excited I get and the more passionate I get to just want to share that information. So that's a little bit about me. Okay. Well, it's just, it's just so nice to hear. I mean, you, you know, you happen to be the first dad um, on the episode and even though it's called Mum's the Word, it's just so lovely to hear that there's just so many passionate parents out there that are trying to do the best for their children and, and to hear that you've actually, actually be able to bring your personal life and help um, leverage it into your, into your um, professional life. Yeah, it's, it's, well, for me, it's really inspiring. It's true. Um, so tell us a little bit more, just your parenting, I guess, um, history, you know, your kids, tell us a little about their ages and just tell it, we want to get to know you, Brett. Yeah, absolutely. So my two kids, they will in about a week's time, they're actually born about a week apart. Um, well, two years and one week apart, I should say, not one week apart. <laughs> two years and one week apart. So in about a week's time, they'll be turning five and seven. Um, so Tom is my eldest, he'll be turning seven. Charlotte is my youngest, she'll be turning five. Um, gorgeous little kids. Just, you know, I just feel so blessed to have these two little kids in my life. Um, they, you know, they've just been amazing kids really right from the start they you know they were both born at home um both had natural home births which was just wonderful um an amazing experience um and they've just you know just to, to see them grow and develop has just been my absolute favorite thing you know just watching them go through all of those different stages of of development and learning and curiosity and you know kind of you know, i think the thing that i love most about my kids is just that uh, it kind of I get a little glimpse and, and it sort of enables me to see the world through their eyes. Uh, and I loved that, that idea that, you know, just their, their, their curiosity about the world is just wonderful and, and just, you know, the way they look at things is just beautiful. So they're great little kids. They're, you know, I, I, I love doing stuff with them. You know, we really like to get out into nature. We like to try and, you know, go, go into the outdoors, go hiking, go fishing, go swimming, go kayaking, whatever it happens to be. You know, just try and get out and, and experience the world. I think, you know, my, my parenting style, I guess, comes once again very much from my chiropractic philosophy. You know, we often say in chiropractic that, you know, the body no, needs no help. It just needs no interference. 
Um, and I think if I had to describe my, my parenting style, it's, it's kind of that. You know, I just want my kids to get out into nature and to experience it and to give them the opportunity to discover things for themselves. Um, and I think that's the way they, they learn. So that's probably, you know, my parenting style. Um, you know, my two kids, they're very different. Um, Tom's quite shy and reserved. He's always been a bit more of a, you know, happy to play by himself kind of kid. Um, Charlotte's much more adventurous. She's very brave. She'll climb anything, jump off of anything. Um, she'll walk up to any stranger and just instantly make friends with them, you know. So it's kind of fun to look at the two different kids and they're, they're very different personalities and personal styles. Um, so, yeah, th- those are... Those are my two kids. They're two beautiful little kids. Um, I'm now uh, I've separated from their mum a little bit over two years ago. Um, so obviously that's you know that added a whole new dynamic to the relationship. Um, I have my kids fifty fifty, um, and obviously then you know balancing then kids and work and all those sort of things um, has added a whole new dimension to it. Um, but I think one that's you know that's working well. I'm, I'm able to you know still have a great relationship with my kids, still have lots of quality time with my kids, and and mixing that you know touch wood, mixing that quite well in with work, and you know finding that balance quite well, which you know initially was a bit tough, but but I'm really you know getting into the swing of as time goes on. Yeah, well, they're lucky to have such a passionate dad, and it's um it's nice for my listeners to to hear a bit of chiropractic philosophy from another chiropractor, actually. So that's actually it's not that's not why uh, we're doing this episode, of course, for chiropractic sake, but it's uh yeah, it, it does infiltrate our lives, I guess, as well. Um, it so does. so so here we are. Um, just launched an ebook. Tell us a bit more about the, I guess, the um the passion. We know why, but uh, what led you to to come out with an ebook? Well, you know, it's funny you say that. It's 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 a really interesting story because I was asked to go uh, probably about uh, three. Actually, it was about four years ago. I was re- doing a regular spot on radio, um, and I had a great host who would invite me on, and we would talk about all different topics in health and wellness. And one one week, she just happened to say to me, "Hey, can you just come on and and give me some tips for how to get kids to eat healthy?" I thought, "Great, that sounds perfect." So I sat down. And I really thought about, you know, what strategies I use to help kids to get healthy and, and, you know, how I went about doing that with my kids and what strategies I'd, you know, seen in other parents that had worked really well. And so I came up with sort of my top 10 tips for getting kids to eat healthy. I went on this radio segment, we talked about it a bit and it was just like the phone lines just like lit up, like people were just interested in this topic. It was just something that people just wanted to know about. And so actually, I ended up getting the notes that I'd written in preparation for that interview and posting them on my website. Um, and that was for years an, an article that had been on my website. Um, and it was just, it got so many hits. People were so interested in it. I kept getting asked questions about it. And I sort of thought, well, I'm going to have to do something about this. This is obviously something that there's a huge demand for that people want to know and need to know this information. And it just seemed like the information I'd given was you know, resonating with people. It was hitting a chord with people. So I decided eventually that I should do something about it and I should actually put it into a book so I could get it out to some more people. Um, and that was really how the book evolved. It was, it was just pure coincidence that I got asked that question. And the interesting thing is I didn't really realize until I got – close to finishing my book and started looking around at what was in the marketplace, it was only sort of then that I realized how little there actually is in the marketplace on this particular topic, which blows me away because yeah, it's such I, I, a I agree. topic. I agree. It, and, um, you just kind of assume that there must be bucket loads of stuff out there, but there isn't, which is really weird. No, once you get past the fact that they're actually weaned and you, know, you have a choice to do baby led weaning or, or mushy foods, that's, yeah. that's kind of it, isn't it? You know, Then you're yeah, on your it's own. Amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. And they're just bombarded with, um, well, I'm lucky that I've got to obviously read your ebook already now. Thank you. <laughs> um, just bombarded from the outside and, and, and even just reading it, you know, you can do all the right things at home and suddenly they're at a birthday party, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, one of the things that, um, that I guess you talk about, I'm not going to give away too much is, <laughs> you know, is that, is that it's what you want it to come from them. You know, we're actually trying yes. to teach them to, make great choices. It's the same when I, when I signed up my daughter for school and um, we, I met, met with the principal and he said, there is yeah. no point in teaching these kids these days what to learn. He pulled out his phone yeah. and he said, it's all here. We need to teach yeah. them how to learn and, yes. and they need to have the curiosity. And that's a word that you touched on um, many times um, yeah. in, in your ebook. And it's, it's, it's the, that sense of wonder and that, you know, we're not being told what to do, but we can actually make our own choices from an array of obviously a healthy spectrum but yeah. that, that's empowering and that's really what I think any parent wants to um, see in their child, that joy that they made that choice for themselves. Um, yeah, and it's informed choices. You know, it's about giving them the right information and, and showing them the whole picture so that they can make a really informed choice you know, not just a choice based on whatever ad they happen to see on the TV. Yeah, and obviously age-appropriate. Um, yeah. You know, but um, no, it's um, – well, I don't know. Uh, tell us if there's any other um, – you know, what you what, – what, you know, obviously there's uh, – some experience along the way that, you know, maybe it didn't go so easy for you. Um, you know, in some of the things, you know, we're all, we're all, um, try to do our best, but we're not necessarily model, yeah. model parents all the time. You mentioned, and of course I've, I'm lucky enough that I've read the, um, the <laughs> your first, uh, your first book, How to Eat an Elephant. So I know a little bit about your, I think it was Mars bars or something that you, oh, you, yeah. you used to my, talk my, about your way of uh, university and what got you through and just how you went from, I guess, you know, not so healthy to being, you know, a real ambassador for, I guess, the paleo, paleo lifestyle and just generally whole foods in general. Um, but what about from the parenting perspective? You know, there has to be some kind of, I guess, um, you know, uh, drop of the idea moment, an aha moment where you said, yeah. okay, there's got to be a better way here. Well, I think, you know, in terms of my diet, you mentioned, yeah, it was, you know, my regular, when I was started going through university, I was working. Hardware thought of sort of pay my way through, and and my lunch every day when I was there, I would have a pie, a pasty, a one point two five liter soft drink, and a Mars bar. That was what I ate every day. Um, so you know, probably not surprising. I wasn't a terribly well kid. I was a bit sickly and and not going so well. But um, you know, I was able to change that over a long period of time. Um, but by taking a longer term view, and that's one of the things we talk about a lot in the book, is taking yeah. a longer term view. And so it's about not just how can I get them to eat something different today? Because obviously, if you just want to get them to eat the food that's right in front of them right now, then there's heaps of short term fixes for doing that. And so you can bribe them, you can nag them, you can threaten them, you can guilt them, you can you know trick them and hide the food. You know All of those things can be useful to get the food into them right now. But what it's not teaching them is teaching them the tools that they need to make a better choice for themselves. And, and the challenge with that is if you don't teach them how to make the choice for themselves, then you're going to have to keep doing those things every single time you're at the dinner table. You're going to have to have that argument. You're going to have to have that discussion every single time over and over again. And, and not only that, but if you're not there to do it, then as soon as they're somewhere else, they're not going to do it either. So um, that's, where, that's where teaching them how to do it for themselves is so important. And, and so figuring out what their why is, what motivates them, um, and what, what gets them to want to make different choices. And, and using that to help motivate them to make different choices with their food is what just completely changes the game. You know, that's why the book, you know, the subtitle of the book is how to, get you, how to teach your kids to love eating healthily. So rather than them feeling like they have to eat healthy because you say so or you make them or whatever, it's about teaching them 
them that they should actually love it and showing them why they would love it. So figuring out what motivates them. And, you know, it can be really simple things like little kids, it literally, it might just be running fast. It might be jumping high. It might be just that it makes them feel less tired and cranky. You know, it might be that they want to be able to, um, you know, be an astronaut when they grow up, you know, whatever their motivating factors are, you can get a bit creative and you can show them how eating healthy food is going to help them get their goals and their dreams and talk to them about that and actually get them on board. So, you know, rather than it being a battle between the parents and the kids trying to get, you know, who wins in terms of which food they eat, you're actually then getting on the same team and and striving towards a common goal Um, and that completely changes the equation at the dinner table. So, and, you know, you mentioned before about, you know, ages and, you know, you'll be amazed at how young you can start doing these and having these conversations from. You know, certainly with my kids, I was able to do it from quite a young age um, and start having those conversations. And, you know, even as little kids, you know, once you can talk to them and communicate them, they actually get it. They, they really are so in tune with their bodies. They really are so aware of how they feel and what's going on with their bodies that they really do get it, even from a very young, even from younger than you think they can, they, they can. Um, you know, you mentioned in terms of, uh, you know, what challenges I've had along the way. And, you know, in my book, you know, there, there's seven things in there. The seven, I've called them the what not to do's. Um, and, you know, they're not necessarily what not to do's because we all do them. <laughs> and, and I can say that I've done all of them. You know, I absolutely have done all of them more than once. And so, you know, certainly I've, I've met all of the challenges that I talk about in the book along the way. Um, you know, I have, beat myself up about the choices I was making around my kids. I've definitely had times where I was nagging my kids. I've definitely had times where I was, you know, telling them that what they had to eat and what they can't eat and labeling food as bad and, you know, going for quick fixes and being out of control and all of those sort of things have definitely all happened in my household and do you know what? They'll happen in your household too and that's okay. No, I'm feeling very uh, relieved and normal to hear that you say that you've done all of those. I'm like, oh, thank God, right? Yeah. I mean, there is no there is no parenting, you know, guideline book. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's yeah. little ones here and there of people's ideas, but at the end of the day, every child as you said is different. Um yes. and and needs to learn differently as well. What I did like and and once again, I don't want to give too much away. What I really no, did I'm like share the information, is Kaz. don't okay, worry about okay, it. Okay, cool. Just what talk I, what I, what I really did like was letting them notice how they feel after they've eaten something. Yeah. That was a really good, because then it's like, hang on a sec, you know, you can see why mummy or daddy suggests that, you know, maybe that's not the best choice. You know, it makes you feel sluggish or, you know, you've gone a little bit uh, batty, <laughs> you yeah. know, jumping yeah. all over the place if you've had some sugar, for example. And, and um, yeah, we, we used to talk a little bit about red light, green light and orange light foods so that yeah. we, we know that some are some, okay for sometimes. Uh, we definitely know other ones that are, you know, got certain chemicals that we definitely don't want in our body, you know, that they yeah. might be red foods and then go, go for your life, go for your life on some green foods, for example. That was, that was once again, a nice age appropriate um, method that yeah. I used at a very young age. But I think your, your children and obviously a lot of the listeners, you know, we're moving into where we've got great negotiators. And um, yeah. <laughs> as, as, you, as you mentioned with Tom, you know, some of the things that you might have to be a little bit more providing research for and, and things like yeah. that to answer his like, well, why? Why, why is that so, Dad? You actually might have to say, well, here on, you know, this research article, you know, yep. that, yeah, there's a reason why Dad suggests it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing. And and even with your example with the, you know, the red light, the green light, the amber light, you know, you can start talking about not just well this is a red light, but this is why it's a red light and this is why we don't do it so often and and just help them. Once again, it's it is about making help them make an informed choice. And and obviously as you said it's age appropriate. So, you know, how that conversation goes is different, but you know, a great example is, you know, I was just talking to my kids a couple of nights ago about bedtimes and uh, and they'd had a couple of nights where they'd stayed up a bit later. Um and so during the day, they were tired. They were a bit grumpy, um, you know. They went. We went to the park, and they weren't really playing that much. They were sort of just wanting to lie down and rest a little bit. And so I just had a great chat with them and said, "Well, look, you know, when you go to bed, this is why I like you to go to bed on a set time each night. This is why we go to bed at that time, and this is why it works well because I want you to have the energy to be able to play full out during the day and have lots of fun and go on adventures with me and do really cool stuff and be happy and all those sort of things. And and so I was explaining to them why their bedtime was at that time, but showing them. How how it was going to benefit them in in their world, in their uh, values, to be able to keep doing that. And so they've actually then said, "Great, you know, Tom's asked me to teach him how to read the clock now, so that you know he can actually check it for himself, make sure he's getting to bed on time, because he wants to have energy the next day and to be able to play and run fast and you know do all the things that he loves doing." So amazing, amazing. Just having those conversations about why just makes such a big difference. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's just that you don't have to be policing them, you know. Yeah, and and it sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? Like it's like you know, you think about that, and you think, well, that's a kind of you know, that's an in-depth conversation. You know, that's really having to sit down and explain. And and you know what, you're not going to do that every single time. You don't have to do. You know, there are going to be some times where you just need to get the kids in the car and get them to school on time or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but there are other times when you do have the time and you can do that. And what you do find is by investing that time at the start, by actually going through that process, it does make it so much easier later on. You know, rather than having the same battle over and over and over again, you're investing that little bit more time at the start to explain it to them um, and it makes it so much easier because then they're on board with you next time. Um, it makes it a much simpler, easier discussion. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, there was a strategy that I think you may have implemented once or twice, and I surely have. When when kids are given little lollies at school where they come out, and I've suggested, well, let's go and buy a healthy a healthy one instead. You know, yeah. give me that one, and you can choose from an like we go to the health food store and we'll choose you know something that you know is not laden with sugar. Um, but also, yeah. I saw that you had something Lego like or something like that that you yeah. built a Lego collection. I mean, that's a great strategy. <laughs> yeah, maybe so maybe more expensive, but at least you know at the end of the day, like you said, yeah. long term long term goal here. <laughs> well, there, so there's two bits to that, right? One is the I'll swap it option, and I do do that. So you know, the kids will find something at the supermarket, and they might, for example, pick up some jelly babies and go, "Hey, Dad, can we have these?" And I'll say, "Well, we could have those." But what I could do is I could take you home and I could make a healthy version of them. So I could make some gelatin gummies. I said, you know, you can pick which fruits go into them. So you can pick which colors they're going to be and what flavors they're going to have. And the difference is if I make the ones at home, I'm actually going to make them with really healthy ingredients. So not only will they taste great when you have them, but you'll actually feel better tonight and tomorrow and throughout the next week as well. Whereas if you eat these ones from the shop, they'll taste great when you have them, but you might feel a bit tired and grumpy later on. You might not be performing as well. You might feel a bit sick in the stomach the next day. Yeah, you know, which ones do you want to do? <laughs> and so you're giving them the choice then of you're explaining to them what the difference is between the two, right? And it's a very real difference that, that if you have the healthier option, you not only get to enjoy it while you're eating it, but you get the benefits of eating that healthy food as well. So it's once again allowing them to make that really informed decision. And when you explain it in that way, it's 
it's a bit of a no-brainer for them. Like They're like, well, if I can get the yummy taste and feel better afterwards, of course I would choose that rather than the other option. So that's the kind of fun one that I do use with my kids um, and it works so well. Like literally just a couple of months ago, we went to the supermarket and Charlotte picked up the pink Tic Tacs off of the counter and she held them up to me. I thought, oh, here we go. But she held them up to me and she says, hey, Dad, can you make a healthy version of these at home? I was like, oh, that is so good. I haven't figured out how to do it yet. So if anyone can figure out a recipe for pink Tic Tacs, that'd be great. I haven't figured out how to do that. I didn't even know they had pink Tic Tacs. They do, days. pink like, Tic Tacs. I didn't know either until she showed me. So that's so. the first bit of it. The other option is uh, I've kind of got a standing agreement with my kids that if they get a bag of lollies, for example, at a kid's birthday party or whatever it happens to be, that they can swap it for Lego or whatever else they want. And like I get, you know, my, my, my version of that is I get like, the cheap little tiny set of Lego. It's like a $9 set with like one man and a little thing in it. It's not like a massive you know, $100 Lego set. It's just a tiny little bit of Lego, but they get to swap it. Um, and once again, I explain that to them. I say, well, look, you know, the bag of lollies is going to feel great while you eat it, but it might make you feel yuck afterwards that night, the next day, whatever. It's not going to be as good for your body. It's not going to help fuel your body so you can do all those things you love to do. The cool thing about the Lego is it's going to be fun when you get it, but it's still fun to play with that night. It's still fun to play with the next day or the next week. So you get a longer benefit from it. Um, and so I explain that to them and that helps them make a different choice in that regard as well. So um, that, that's a, once again, you know, Christmas Day, uh, my son got given um, a money box from my parents and my parents actually didn't realize that inside it, it had, a, had some lollies. And so um, my son excitedly picked out the bag of lollies out of the money box, held it up, looked straight at me and says, Dad, guess what? I can swap this for Lego. <laughs> and so I was just like, that's brilliant. Like completely unprompted by me. I hadn't said anything to him um, and he was excited about getting the bag of lollies because he knew he could swap it for something that <laughs> healthy, not just now, but in the future as well, which is really cool. Like two lots of toys. Well, there's something I've even noticed um, more so with my eldest because um, my youngest is only two and hasn't had that much sugar, although you would agree that the second child gets access to dairy and, and sugar earlier than the first child ever <laughs> did But um, just because the eldest is around. But what I've noticed is um, with Noah, my eldest, sometimes she'll eat something that has got, I guess, um, so much sugar that she actually doesn't like it. It tastes so super sweet to her yeah. that, that somehow it must taste on some level toxic to her. Like she'll stop eating it, you know, and, um, you know, that's also unprompted. So I think the more they have a taste for real food, the, yeah. in the same with you, you and me, if it's, you know, synthetic or, um, you know, not natural and just made with chemical, you just don't like it. There is an aversion to it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And that's the important thing to understand is that it does take time for that to change as well, but it definitely changes. You know, kids taste as you start getting more real food into them, their tastes start to change. So one of the things I always talk to parents about is focus on what you can add in first before you start worrying about trying to take stuff out. Because the more you know real food you can add into their diet, the more stuff you can get them eating, um, then the, the more their taste will change and then the more you can start adding in different stuff as well. So you know, don't worry about it if there's nine different things that they won't eat. Focus on the one that they will eat that's a real food and just start getting that into their diet. And the more you get that into their diet, then the more you're going to be able to get them to try newer, different things because, as I said, their taste will change. And it's not just their taste. It's, it's, there's literally you know, cravings and addictions for many of these foods and the, the sugar and the wheat and, and all those things that, that can actually be very addictive in the kids' foods. So you know, it's a matter of actually gradually being able to wean them off of that by filling their diet with lots of really stuff um and and just you know just know that that takes time yeah makes sense makes sense so um 
I would love to have from you some um, inspiration uh, in terms of the parenting world or, or even in the nutrition world, um, a quote or affirmation that, you know, and its meaning and how you, I mean, you know, besides being a parent, you do have an amazing paleo, uh, po- I mean, let's, you know, you have a great paleo podcast, you've got, obviously, you're one of the three wellness guys, I mean, you know, there's, give us a, give the, um, yeah, share a bit with my audience. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the things I like to focus on with my kids, really, I think I mentioned before, you know, the body needs no help, just no interference. You know, it's just a matter of, I think, you know, kids are innately designed to be healthy. You know, they, they, their little bodies are so amazing. They are so clever that we just need to kind of get out the way and, and get almost get our modern lives out of the way a little bit, you know. So just, you know, get away from the TV a little bit more, get away from the distractions a little bit more and just you know get out into nature and I think the other thing that I always really focus on with my kids is one is just being present um, just just spending time really with them and noticing them and talking to them and that it's such a joy when you do that you know time kind of stops when you're just there being present with your kids and um, and just enjoy them you know I think that is just such an important thing is just to enjoy your kids for what they are enjoy their curiosity you know enjoy their their presentness because because the kids are so good at this stuff they're so good at being present in what's going on in their world they're so good at being curious about what's going on around them that you can learn so much just by kind of getting down on their level and trying to see the world through their eyes Um, and and I think they can be such great teachers of what we need to do to get our own health back on track which is just you know slow down a little bit smell the roses a little bit just, uh, you know, just be a bit more curious. And I think that that's probably my best advice. Um, the other thing I would say to parents in terms of advice is trust your gut. You know, I think we are so often conditioned to think that we need someone else to tell us what to do as a parent, that we need someone else to tell us what's going to make our kids healthy, what they should be eating, you know, what they need to do to fix it. You know, but, but I think so often as a parent, you know what to do. You know exactly what to do. And if you just stop and slow down and listen to your gut and listen to yourself, I think very often you know, you've got the right answer right there in front of you. Um, and no one knows your kid like you do. No one knows your, you know, your family, your life, no one knows any of that like you do. You've got you're in a unique position to make the best, in, most informed choice about what's best for your kids. So, you know, I think trusting your gut is a really important thing for parents to do. Absolutely, you've dropped so many pearls of wisdom there. But also, what I when I'm listening to you, I feel like I'm just hearing the male version of myself speak. It's really funny because I guess <laughs> you know having this you know this chiropractic philosophy shining through, and yeah. um, and just you know like you said, trusting the body and it all takes time. And yeah, it's just really really nice um, to hear that coming. You know, it's great actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. And um, also just because really this this podcast was born out of the idea that um, I want people to be sharing with you know rather than mum's yep. the word keep the secret I really w- want people to be not needing to reinvent the wheel and struggle on their own and um, yep. it's it's nice to hear all those drops um, those pearls of wisdom and uh, uh, you know yeah all those uh, pieces of gold but what about um, you know something that maybe didn't go so well and I'm not necessarily talking about in the um, in the food world but just maybe with with you know getting children to sleep or like you said um, you know the bedtime and um, what's something that you've really struggled with that you could help um, the the listeners out there and, and what did you learn just so that you know we can sort of yeah get some more gold from you I, I think probably the biggest one for me has probably been finding the right balance between work and family 
Um, I think that's, you know, I mean, I've obviously, you know, I've got my own chiropractic practice. Um, I co-host two different podcast shows. I run a podcasting network. Um, I've obviously got my own brand of, you know, books and all those sort of things that I do. Um, you know, I travel, I speak, I, you know, I do all of those things. So, there's a lot going on. You know, I, I live a busy life. Um, you know, I also, you know, I play cricket, I play sport and then, you know, and then the kids fit in into that as well. And so, you know, certainly there've been times where I haven't been getting the balance right on that. Um, and that's, you know, once again, that's something that it's really easy to get down on yourself about and feel guilty about and beat yourself up about. Um, but I think, you know, and once again, I've, I've done all of those things. Um, but I think it's just a matter of getting that balance right and sitting down, I think, and looking at what's really important to me, you know. And so, you know, it comes back to that idea of, you know, if you can sit down and make a list of what's most important to you and then sit down and make a separate list of what am I spending my most time on um, and then just compare the two lists, you know. And if you're not happy with that comparison, then it might be time to make some adjustments. And, you know, the, the, when you make those adjustments and you get the balance right and you feel like you're you know, able to give without guilt, without worry in, in all of those areas of your life because you feel like you've got the balance right, then that just makes such a big difference, I reckon. Oh, yeah. You can put your head on the pillow and feel good. I mean, yeah, yeah it's that's amazing advice as well. So um, I think I know the answer, but um, <laughs> what drives you? What gets you up in the morning to do what you do? Because you do live a, a very full life. Yeah. Uh, it's it's my kids, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so, and... Uh, probably bigger well it is my kids but it's probably bigger than that as well so the way i look at it and and this is probably this i think having my kids was a game changer for me in terms of the way i just the way i thought about health and wellness the way i thought about the information i had and the importance of getting it out there to the world and when i had kids i sort of what it made me think was you know all of these people in the world <laughs> are, are going to influence my kids as in, you know, you are the product of your environment. And so my kids are going to be influenced by the TV. They're going to be influenced by the people around them. They're going to be influenced by the environment around them. And so it, it was kind of, it, it changed my whole message. My message now is kind of, I want to try and create as healthy a world as possible for my kids and their kids to grow up in. And so that's what drives me to want to share this information with as many people as they, I can because I want to create a healthier planet and a healthy environment for my two beautiful kids to grow up in. I love it. I love it. Um, so just for the listeners, it would be great just to um, leverage off your knowledge. Maybe you could share some invaluable resources, whether it's books, websites, podcasts, that, that, you, that you love to listen or read. Um, read. Oh, there are so many different ones. <laughs> I honestly don't even know where to start. But, you know, there's, there's so many beautiful resources. I mean, at the moment, actually, one of the – I'm listening to the Up for Chat Girls, um, which is obviously the podcast on the Wellness Couch. Um, they're just gorgeous. I love those three girls. Um, and they just have such a wealth of information. They're obviously – they've got, you know, slightly older kids yeah. as well. But, yeah. but just the, their journey with themselves but also with their families is just beautiful. You know, the, the, and the, just the authenticity with which they share it is just wonderful. Um, one of my good friends who's actually the partner of a chiropractor um, has a, a webpage called, uh, I believe it's Innate Parenting. Um, and so her name is, uh, is Alexandra Sim. She's got a beautiful Innate Parenting website that just shares, she, she writes just blogs and shares them on Facebook and they're just beautiful. I, actually, I love reading her stuff. Um, and once again, it's all about just 
connecting, getting back to basics, getting back to nature, getting back to just the way your body is designed to work. And, and I think she's got her head around that. Yeah, and she, she's you know, a young mum, but she's got her head around that just so amazingly well. And, and I listen to her stuff and just think, wow, you know, I can learn heaps from her. So um, I love that. That's a beautiful spot to go to. Um, so they're probably, they're probably two of the ones that I like to, to listen to and, and read from at the moment. Great. Well, that's exactly why I asked so that we can, you know, we can all be sharing, sharing the love. And, and um, yeah. so, so one more question, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you and find more about your services? Um, you know, obviously we can mention wellness catch, um, yes. the podcast station that we're both the channel that we're both on, but how, yeah. like, let us know your website. And if you want to share any email address, um, or even of course, um, let us know where you practice. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, my website is drbretthill.com. Um, so people can go there, they can find the shop and all the products and all my blogs and articles and links to the podcasts and all of those things, books, everything is all there. So drbrethill.com is the plot to go for that. Um, yeah, obviously the podcast shows are on the wellness couch, uh, along with lots of other podcasts now, <laughs> which is quite an amazing thing to see how that's all taken off. Um, the practice is Greenhill Family Chiropractic. We're in the eastern suburbs of Adelaide. Um, so, you know, we see lots of families, lots of kids there. Um, that's a great spot. We also run talks on a regular basis. About every six weeks, we get a special guest come in and do a talk on all different topics. Um, so at the time this has gone live, I'll have just uh, done a talk all about healthy kids eating um, in Adelaide. So if you're interested in those, Probably the best spot to, to sort of find all of that stuff as well is is Dr. Brett Hill page on Facebook. So I've got my own page where I share all that health and wellness information as well. So that's a great spot to jump on board. And if you want to contact me there, you can contact me and I will respond. And um, yeah, there's heaps of great information on there as well. See, you like the the other version of me in another state doing all the similar, <laughs> <laughs> all the similar. Th- I haven't got the books out yet, but um, everything oh, it's else. It's only a matter of time. Oh, give me give me a chance, Brett. Give me a chance. <laughs> um, well, like I said at the very start, you you have been an inspiration, and it's just so nice to well to connect with you. And obviously, having lived in Amsterdam, we've seen each other every now and then when I've been back at seminars in Australia. But it's yeah, I'm I'm really honoured that you're the first dad on the show on Mums the oh, Word. I'm honoured. Yeah, you you uh, well well well. It's it's um yeah mutual mutual. Us dads need to lift our game. I got to tell you because well you sound like you've got it all. You know like I I'm so happy to hear this message coming from you. Um, yeah. You know that yeah I do I, yes some some um, dads do need to rise up. Um, but there the, are definitely some... the health and wellness message, message to the dads is is always you know the mum the mums are so much more on board and willing to take it on and proactive. As a general rule, I'm, I'm massively generalizing here, of course. Yeah, no, I know you are, but, but it's um, true. It's true. It's but true it, but it's true that, that we need to get the dads on board as well. And, and I think it does, you know what, it's, the funny thing is it's all the same strategies that I talk about in the book um, about getting your kids motivated. You've got to use the same things on the dads. So help the dads see how it's going to benefit them. Talking uh, their language, yeah. Get them what they want. And then get them on board as well and get them joining in on the journey too. See see more gold and practice tips, you see? It just keeps coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. Um, Thank you so much. Um, Obviously, the ebook just launched this week. So tell us uh, where we can get it. Yeah. So so you can get it from my website, which is drbretthill.com forward slash shop. It will also be available on iTunes and Amazon. Um, So you'll be able to find it in all of those places. And, of course, I'll have everything there in the show notes. So yeah, if, you're, I, if you're listening on your phone, you can even access the show notes there or sign up to our newsletter and you will receive every week our show notes as well. So thanks so much, Brett. My pleasure. Thank I've you for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Ciao. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. Hi, it's Damien Christoph here. Are you ready to take your life to the most incredible level possible in 2016? Well, we've had three sold-out wellness summits these last few years, but honestly, nothing comes close to the wellness breakthrough, and we have just three spots remaining. Your favorite wellness couch experts, the wellness guys, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, and of course, Carl Brock are gathering in the Dandenong Ranges for three days and two nights for one incredible event. If you want possibly the greatest peer group in health and wellness to help you catapult your life to the next level, then we'd love to see you at the Wellness Breakthrough from February 5th to the 7th. But again, there's only three spots available. Entry to the breakthrough is by application only, and to apply, simply email your contact details to marcus at thewellnesscouch.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.